Relevant Magazine. This is The Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, April 26, 2019, and it's The Relevant Podcast, and I'm back. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. I missed last last show, and I missed you guys, so I'm back now. Uh, joining me here in our Orlando studio, also back on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. He, he and I were on a boat to Cuba this week. Uh, over there on the <laughs> That's Skype That's not line. some euphemism for something. That <laughs> no, means we literally, literally, <laughs> literally were on a boat to Cuba. Uh, over there on the Skype line uh, from Loverland, Virginia, that's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, joining us from Nashville, Tennessee, our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. And sitting in with us for the whole show today, we're so excited, from Los Angeles, California, Propaganda. I should have never agreed to this. <laughs> I know. It is, it is very, very early in LA, and we will get to that in a moment. But first, I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by World Vision and their upcoming Global 6K for Waters coming up May 4th. Their Global 6K for Water is a one-day event where people from all over the world walk and run 6K in their own neighborhoods to bring lasting clean water to children in need. Every step you take is one they won't have to, and it is not too late to sign up and join us. Now, why 6K and not 5? 6K is the average distance women and kids in the developing world walk for clean water. When you walk or run World Vision's Global 6K for Water, you'll provide life-changing clean water to one person in need through your registration fee. So no matter where you walk or run, you'll be celebrating lives changed. And you can actually raise a lot more than that. Uh, This event takes place on May 4th, and our whole team here at Relevant is running it, and we would love for you to run with us. Whether you want to come actually here to Orlando and do it, or across the country, uh, you can uh, join groups in your area, or if there's not one, you can form your own. You and your friend can just do it in your neighborhood. You don't need to find a race site. You can find out all the information, uh, search for groups in your area, or find out how to host one by going to worldvision6k.org. And if you actually want to come here to Orlando and run it with us, um, you can go to worldvision6k.org slash relevant for our team page. There you go. Join us. World Vision's Global 6K for Water, May 4th. It's coming up soon. All right. And here, here's what happened. Our, I, I want to give some props to Jess Collins, Jessica Collins on our, on, she is the, 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 the wheels that keep the relevant train running down the track every day. And the she, company would right. crumble it, without and her. And she was out of crumble. town for merely hours at this point. And I had already botched the podcast lineup and apparently told Prop the wrong time. Yeah, for she which literally I apologize, has been on Prop. vacation for one day. And Prop, uh, instead of getting up at a nice nine o'clock to join us for the today's episode, got a call at 730 saying, where are you? Prop, and <laughs> I apologize. I blame Jess and so should you. Yes. Prop, you're on tour yes. right now, right? I literally got off the stage three hours ago, just took a shower, went to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, we're in Seattle. Oh, wow. uh, me, Gunger Brilliance, Credible. We're doing Portland. Apparently, this comes out today. So, we're doing Portland tonight. So, you guys come see us in Portland, the Aladdin Theater. And uh, how many yeah. more dates on the show do you got, Prop? Um, let's see. We got or on the tour. We're I mean. doing. Uh, I think we got about seven more dates. Okay. We're doing all of the West Coast. Yeah. Awesome. So we're in Portland tomorrow. That's awesome, nice, man. That is awesome. Or today, I mean, apparently. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, Sorry. that's the thing. We normally record the podcast on a different day or whatever, but we d- we're doing it day of because Chandler and I just got back uh, at dawn this morning. Our 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 trip uh, arrived back here in Florida. So yeah, we we yeah. were at uh, we were in Cuba a couple of days ago. First time I've ever been to Havana. It was amazing. Very cool. Mm. Very. It's like on the lamb. It's, it's how many times did you go? Ooh, nah, nah. Oh, it was. I was humming it. I was humming it all day. Other people as well. You kept on hearing it yeah. throughout the day. Yeah, we we had dinner. Uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting if you've been to any of the Caribbean countries. You, the architecture felt familiar. If you've been to like Saint Augustine, uh, which was also developed by the Spanish around the same time, 
the architecture and the city squares and stuff is very familiar, cobblestone streets and all that. Uh, but other than that is if you've been to old San Juan, Puerto Rico, you, you, it, that's what Havana feels like. But what's unique about Cuba is obviously things are frozen in time from 1962. Yeah. And so like all the cars on the street you see, or the majority of the cars you see, all the taxis are like 1950s American automobiles, Chryslers and stuff like that. And that's no joke. And they are, they look brand new. They're in perfect condition. And, um, and, 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 and we learned a lot about the communist regime and how, you know, like doctors and bus drivers make the same salary. And, and it, yeah. it's just, it, their economic situation is very different than ours. Our, their reality there, it's interesting. I, I do want to talk about some of the the nuances of the geopolitical complexities <laughs> of our relationship with Cuba. But first, yeah. there's yeah, another right. question I have about this trip because yeah. this was this wasn't just a vacation. This was a strangation, yeah, and right. it, there was there was I'm counting at least uh, you know what uh, five members of the Strang family you, you Cohen Chandler and yeah, my, mom and dad Strang yeah that's right that's who went and yeah. I we had a conversation Chandler I hope this is okay that we talk about this um, uh, okay. because the no edit podcast Chandler day. you have <laughs> gotten is. some fantastic artwork on your arms recently uh-huh. on both arms and mm-hmm. I don't think it had been unveiled to your parents but a cruise ship is a very difficult place to hide arms for the period of an entire week especially in the heat of Havana mm-hmm. did it, it did it actually wasn't that hot but um my my dad hey, has seen don't ruin my the tattoos. joke <laughs> um, just go with however, it Chandler however yes. i did wear long sleeves the entire time he you wore long <laughs> sleeves he wore oh. m- major, most of the time he wore pants and he yeah. wore a hat it was like it was Winter that's in the just, Appalachian. That's just in my Appalachia. normal attire. Yep. Just so you maintained. So you maintained the secrecy. It's still everything's still under wraps. No, I think I think they know. I just you know I just was trying to avoid the awkwardness. Better I did. I did though. <laughs> I will say this. I did see for the first time. I did see my brother wearing shorts for the first time in years. <laughs> yeah, he did wear shorts. I did. Yep. yep. Was, oh, do you have any like calf tattoos? Let things out. No. 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 He was not, not yet. The, okay. Wait. I think I'm catching up. You're saying that. You are a grown, full-grown adult. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. And you're and you're hiding a tattoo from your parents. That is correct. Um, less hiding and yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, hiding. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that yeah, he's exactly avoiding it. conflict. Yeah, just yeah, avoiding yeah. conflict. There we go. Unnecessary conflict. Yeah, but yeah. dude, you're on a Caribbean cruise. Yes. Like you, 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 you departed what conflict. You departed Cocoa Beach, Florida. At late spring, they, I was just down in, in Florida and it was hot. I was in yeah. the pool and I was sweating all day. So you're telling me you were on a cruise ship. You, yeah, did, did you just avoid pools the whole time or were, did, oh, yeah. you, did yeah, you go shirt much. in the water? No, I, I just didn't go to the pool. I don't go, I don't, I'm not into like outdoors you, and swimming and whatnot. Yeah. Cohen and in I would Cuba, go to the hot tub. You wouldn't go swimming in Cuba? No, he didn't. No, I mean, you're talking about a country in, in that's Cuba, been cut we just off went on a, from we, we just walked around. Yeah. There's no pools around there. Yeah, and like beaches and stuff. Couldn't find a pool or beach on a Caribbean island, huh? Well, <laughs> all right, it's all rocks. You know what I mean? Like, there's no like sandy beaches. You know, what <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but still, but still, I'm not saying you have to go shirtless the whole time. No, but no, no, I, right. I admire your commitment to conflict <laughs> avoidance. That that <laughs> yeah. in the heat of the Caribbean, like one of the places on this earth as close to the equator as you can possibly be, that you would rather be that uncomfortable walking around town all day, you know, in a in what's probably a hoodie. It's a, because I have a hard time multiple, seeing multiple dress layers of black there. black clothes, black was, hoodies, black pants, yeah. black long sleeve shirts, black or you socks. Could just, long sleeve tees is what I was going with most of the time. Black about, black socks. You, black you could shoes. try this one. You could try this one, mom, dad. I'm a grown man. <laughs> you haven't met my mom. <laughs> Apparently, I haven't. Nope. What was? Well, this is how you, this is how you create boundaries. We just, me and my wife, just had a whole pod about creating boundaries. Mom, this is a boundary. I need this for our both mental health <laughs> right. and for our both to not further trauma. I'm going to resent you later, mother. I love you, and for our relationship, for you to meet your grandchildren and have a great time later on. 
I'm telling you, I'm a grown man. Yeah, yep. but yep. but but hit, but Chandler's boundary is well established, and it is the sleeves of a recently <laughs> dropped Supreme long sleeve shirt. Yes. Speaking of healthy boundaries, coming up on the show today, Hillsong United joins us. I, I don't know. I just think the the father son dynamic, Brian Houston, Joel Houston, mm-hmm. I did just healthy boundaries there. They got because they're they're all thriving. They're all thriving. I mean, it's still working apparently. Yeah. Publicly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hillsong. it's funny you should say that. The interview we have today, <laughs> Hillsong, yeah, Joel, Joel yeah, Hillsong's uh, new album "People" releases today, and guess who joins us? Joel and Taya uh, join us here on the show. Yeah, so it's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, they're kicking Stay off tuned. their tour and everything. And well, what we have, I have Mike, Joel, and Brian Houston up, and Joel will unveil to his parents his gigantic back piece. A giant shoulder <laughs> to shoulder. It's it was a bold, bold move. It's 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 a it's a oh tiger wrestling an eagle, and I don't know what it means, but it's it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It's a bold move. It's, uh, and here's in a weird twist of fate, I won't ruin the I won't ruin the surprise, but apparently Brian got a matching bold eagle on his back <laughs> like and they didn't even yeah. know that I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, the, it's it's weird. Weird. Joel Houston actually got a giant Jesus culture tattoo on his back. I mean, it was not expected. A sign of solidarity in the body. Bethel forever. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving the show along. It is time. It's a Friday episode, so it's time for a very, a very apropos choice of jingle. Yeah. The, Aca- the Acapulco Knights week. version. Or <laughs> given apparently. Our- lukewarm because this fool could wear a long sleeve the whole time <laughs> it was it was breezy it was fine it actually was I, I didn't sweat the whole time not honestly. to not to be literal but it was remarkably cool yeah. in in key west and in in havana yeah i was actually if you're in the shade you're fine yeah so it worked out worked out great <laughs> yeah i just right. chose i just chose what parts of the, this historic once in a lifetime city i would visit by which ones had shade so which streets you know i mean that's what everyone else is doing i didn't as well. get to a lot of the big outdoor courtyards everyone talks about but uh, <laughs> you should have brought an umbrella you should have been walking around yeah, the, su- the sun umbrella <laughs> embrace the 60s bro yeah just wait full umbrella shade you know my favorite part of Cuba was we were eating dinner at this you know street side cafe you know because like if it's a good restaurant they've got tables out in the street you know what I mean it's like a lot of pedestrian streets in old yeah. old Havana and and uh, and we sit down to eat dinner and it's sure enough four guys with instruments come up and they plug in and and we had amazing live uh, Cuban music uh, for our meal it was it was. The, the music was amazing. In that Havana. is cool. That was cool. Cool. You can get something kind of similar if you come to Nashville. It, it's the, the music, the genre is a little bit different, but people will come up and plug in while you're, but you don't even have to be eating outside. You can be standing around <laughs> on your phone. And next thing you know, you're Conway being serenaded just, by, a, by, a, by a young man. By, by, a one, yeah. by a young man who's watched his dream of country music superstardom slip away from a music <laughs> And is now playing out, playing outside of a Starbucks uh, outside the Nashville Mall. He's got his, he's got his old Navy uh, hammer loop jeans tucked into his cowboy boots. Yeah, uh, uh, he's ready. He's ready to. He's gonna rock your world with a with a song about a friend of his who was a carpenter two thousand years ago, but he's as alive today as he's ever been. As you look wow. in his eyes and see that he is slowly <laughs> creeping towards his own death, much like the dream and the career music that he always wanted. It's it's a real experience. All right, coming in number five. Hillsong United uh, performed Good Grace this week on Good Morning America. Uh, The band's new album, People, releases today, which we will tell you several times on this episode. And they're kicking off their world tour this week. Uh, The GMA hosts called uh, Hillsong United one of their favorite bands when they introduced them. Uh, And they played the single on live morning television. Here's a clip. Hey, good for them. I mean, they're one of the, you know, the weird thing, like they're a, an overtly Christian group, you know, they're a worship band, but right. it's not uncommon to see them on, you know, 
these kind of uh, mainstream platforms and people really seem to like them, even if it's, you know, I wouldn't call like the Good Morning America or the Today Show like Christian TV, you know, but they seem right at home there. And the, and the hosts seem genuinely thrilled to have them perform. Coming in at number four this week on the hot list, J.R.R. Tolkien's family wants people to know they don't endorse Fox Searchlight's new biopic about him. Uh, the family released a statement saying they wanted to, quote, make clear that they did not approve of authorize or participate in the making of the movie. What's more, quote, they do not endorse it or its content in any way. They're very, very stern about this. Uh, It's called Tolkien and it focuses on the period of the young Christian author's life before Lord of the Rings and appears to cover the supposed events that inspired him to create Middle Earth and the stories therein. The biopic looks like it could uh, center these events on a young young Tolkien's romantic life and school days with some magical realism woven into the true-to-life moments. The Tolkien estate has resisted the making of a biopic about him uh, for many years. The author has been dead for 46 years. It's important to note they haven't actually seen Tolkien. Uh, The statement does show just how uninvolved the family was in the making of the film. That It could lead to some ruffled feathers over exactly how Tolkien interprets the life of its subject. In a statement to Relevant, Fox Searchlight Pictures said, we are so proud of Dome Karakowski's, Karakowski's film, <laughs> Tolkien, which focuses on the early years of J.R.R. Tolkien's extraordinary life and does not depict subject matter from his novels. While we did not work with the Tolkien estate on this project, the filmmaking team has the utmost respect and admiration for Mr. Tolkien and his phenomenal contribu- contribution to literature. I, I appreciated them reaching out to us to provide that statement, which is, That's what, pretty right. yeah, what, which is what happened when we posted that story. But I'm like, I will update it as a courtesy, but you don't really say a lot there. You just kind of no, said... Yeah. <laughs> It was, kind of a, it was a nice double down is what it was. It was like, yeah, we really like, like the movie, yeah. so what you gonna yeah. do? <laughs> I think it's a little odd because we, I, I saw the movie. They sent us a screener uh, and well, and and I, I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was good, uh, but I'm surprised that I saw it before the Tolkien family got a chance <laughs> to be involved in the yeah, project. A, if I had known that, trick. I might have asked, I might have had some questions about just how, why, why that was. I think and I know I think why. Now we know. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with the movie. They're just mad they got a left off the screener list. That's uh, they saw this kid Tyler Huckabee seen it before us. Okay, do not endorse. It was it's very strange. Like if I if there was a movie coming out called Huckabee, and when that movie comes out, I'm sure it'll be about this Huckabee family. No, I can't think of any other Huckabees who would be worthy screen worthy subjects for a for a possible biopic. Uh, but when that happens, I would like to at least be asked. I'd like to at least be notified. Yeah, that's a weird thing. And it's like what sucks is we're only left to spin our own wild conspiracies about how someone would not why an entire movie movie company would not talk to an actual relative (laughs) or why an actual relative would choose to have no parts in the making of a film and enough so much to like you said go to a pre-screener and be like this is crap and have the receipts as to like no this is what actually happened so we're only left to think the family has something to hide i th- prop i don't know if you heard that did, did you miss where they said it's a good movie was that unclear <laughs> they've made it they made their case extremely clear in the statement oh i, I wasn't listening see, it's only 7 30 in the morning here see i i this actually i i kind of had like passing interest in this i know like our there's we have a lot of readers that really love tolkien like anything we publish but and obviously like he's one of those important not just christian authors of all time but one of the most important authors international of, treasure yeah, in, in, in literature and i didn't really have too much of interest now i have an interest in seeing this movie just for the sake of making the Tolkien family mad. I don't know why. I just, just they provoked me into seeing it. <laughs> just for the tea. So, so the, the teaser said, Tyler, I'm asking you this. The, the teaser said that it, 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 it covers a part or, or maybe like shows events in his life that inspired the mystical worlds that he would later create. Right. What, spoiler alert, what are the things? Did he like have a, a friend who was short? Or like mm-hmm. what? Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. It's crazy. It sounds like you've seen it. It's probably some sort of hit piece. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, his parents, you know, yeah. they ruined his life. He, he, so he, he had to escape 
escape his mom. A, a, a lot of people don't know this, but his father was conducting some very bizarre experiments and created a half goat, half man, Mr. Tumnus type of creature that <laughs> greatly impacted him his later life. Huge. A lot of people didn't know. It's weird that they made that the focus of the film. Uh, but it's the untold story. It's very yeah. unethical. And I'll be honest, it's very graphic. It is a very graphic film. And I can see why the family had, had some reservations about having that committed to film because it, it is not yeah. legal. I mean, they, they, <laughs> the genetic legal. ethicist community frowns upon those experiments to this day. There, there's, turns there, out, there's a, turns out he actually grew up on the island of Dr. Moreau. There's an uh, extended scene where Joy R. Tolkien's father is surgically grafting the legs of a goat onto a man. And I will say they did not need to have that many zoom ins. It was, we got it. We understand what's going on here. I don't need to see the entire procedure. I'm sure it was CGI, but it it sure did. It did not look like it. Uh, I'll just say this. Those goat screams will haunt me forever. They will haunt me forever. I don't know what the problem was with the movie, but I will say this. Not a night has gone by that I don't hear that goat screaming in my head. I, I kept thinking they would cut away, but no, that was the entire movie. One unbroken shot. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what inspired? It was an interesting. Fox Churchill is very proud of it. This, this in its entirety. This moment. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number three this week on the hot list, uh, Kanye West's Sunday service has gone to another level and now features some very expensive Christian t-shirts. Uh, as promised, Kanye West conducted a Sunday service on Easter morning at Coachella. And uh, though clips from the surreal looking mountaintop performance have been going viral on social media, um, the real scene stealer was the merch. Kanye debuted new Yeezy apparel, uh, sparking some seriously long lines at the merch tent, despite mixed reactions online. Included in the drop is a $225 sweatshirt that says Holy Spirit, a $70 t-shirt that says Trust God, and $50 socks that say Jesus Walks. Uh, Kanye's now selling clothes on his website, so... You want to have some very expensive Christian t-shirts and take the oh, whole geez. creatures and sneakers conversation to, to another level. <laughs> yeah. You can go check out his website. I, I have a question for prop because prop you're, you're a tur- touring artist and I'm yes. sure always thinking like creatively about merch and you know how it relates to the, the tour. And I'm sure there's a lot of thought into it. What, what are your thoughts on the, on the Sunday service apparel that Kanye released? Okay. So the, I'm going to be very careful because of how many degrees of separation I might actually be from Kanye. Okay. Uh, you know, but I will say this. Uh, uh, it's called Church Clothes, in which first marked me to say, hey, Kanye, I'm going to let you finish. But Lecrae had the greatest Church Clothes trilogy of all time. Yeah. All time. Yeah. So, so there was Fair a part enough. of me that kind of died inside because you named it after my homeboy's albums. You yeah. know, so that part sure. hurt. Uh, now... Hey, hey, actual question. Do yeah. you think Kanye is aware of Lecrae's Church Clothes albums? Because it's by itself, it's it's, it's a, a very, great cultural reference. You know what I mean? It's a great cultural reference. But again, the degrees of separation so makes you, it like kind of not possible that you didn't know this happened. But at the okay. same time, it's not like you can trademark the phrase yeah. Church Clothes. Right. right. Yeah. So... It, and that's a little bit of like Big Bang Tank, Little Bank in in sort of my gut where I kind of like, well, there's nothing we could do now, you know. Um, and now having said that, Kanye does a lot of things that apparently I am not cool enough to understand. So <laughs> the idea, the idea that you can, I don't think you're you alone sell, there, prop though. Yeah, to be fair. the idea yeah. that you could sell like you know camp shirts. That's a youth camp shirt. It's a youth camp shirt, but it's high fashion now. Really, it sometimes makes me think I'm trying too hard or that I just, all I have to do is just have as many platinum hits as him and I don't have to think as hard as Yeah, I mean, mean, that's, yeah. that's probably it. That's it. You just that's get a stencil, a sloppily placed letters on an oversized, dingy colored sweatshirt and charge $25, you know? Yeah. That's all you got to do. Because you're Kanye. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the lines... That, that must be people, nice, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, literally anything yeah, you put, great. anything, you don't even have to put your name on it. You're just literally putting any words on there, put a price tag on it, and kids at Coachella are going to line up for an hour to, you know, for the opportunity to spend hundreds of dollars to purchase. And those lines were long. Did you see them? I mean, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I know that if you're going to Coachella, you've got, you've got Coachella money to burn, so they, they can wait around and, and spend... Coin. Yeah. Their their trust fund money on on whatever they want to. If they want to buy Jesus walk socks, you know. If, if you, know you like, it's 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 what you can't do in Cuba. It's just you yeah, know yeah. you could just you, you, if you if a man wants to buy seventy dollars socks, then I can provide seventy dollars socks. <laughs> exactly, supply and demand. You know. Yes, yeah. that's true. All right, coming in number two this week on the hot list: uh, statues of Johnny Cash and Daisy Bates will replace Confederate statues in the U.S. Capitol. Uh, the Capitol's National Statuary uh, Hall collection features two statues from each state commemorating its historic natives. Rose and Clark have been Arkansas's chosen figures for nearly 100 years, despite Rose's pro-slavery sympathies and Clark's racist views. Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson decided the people of Arkansas deserve better representatives who stood for all the people in his state, writing that it was time to update the statues with, rep, uh, with representatives of our more recent history. Uh, Johnny Cash was born in Dias, Arkansas, a small town about 31 miles outside of Little Rock. And Cash's daughter, Roseanne Cash, was on hand for the announcement of the decision. Instead, her father said, uh, quote, uh, quite often that he loved every rock, every tree, every clod of earth in Dias, Arkansas. Uh, Bates was a civil rights writer and activist who acted as a mentor to the famed Little Rock Nine, the nine black children who pioneered integration in Little Rock Central High in 1957. Her statue will join one of her fellow civil rights activists, Rosa Parks. Awesome. Yeah, it is. Good for this Arkansas. is one of those stories like it took us. That's a good move. It took yeah. until 2019. I mean, props to Arkansas for doing it, but like, you know. It, <clears throat> I'm glad it's happening now. Yeah, buddy. better late than never. I, that's yeah. my view. And, yeah, and, and yeah, they're setting yeah. a good example to the other southern states that have, on the other hand, doubled down on their yeah. Confederate pride, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. like, eh, no, I think we need to all move on, yeah. you know, and like, yeah, exactly. good for them. Maybe that's maybe that's not the guy. There's a lot of people that have come from Arkansas. Maybe like, maybe that's, how about, the, there's a lot of people who lived in Alabama, you know, there's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. like, well, let, yeah. well, all we got to pick is two. Cash. We all we got to yeah. pick is two. And the bar is yeah. very low. Not racist. Two non-racist. Two non-racists in our history. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a savvy move to make one of them Johnny Cash. Because even like because even like white racists are like, eh, Johnny's all right. That's a flex. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a good guy. That's yeah. kind of a flex. That pleases yeah. everybody. But listen, you know? now, even if you're just driven through Alabama, can we just for, we'll count you. We just yeah. don't want racists up there. If you are not a racist and you've driven through our state, please let us know because we need a new statue. Send yeah. us a picture in full rotation. So we can see the side of your head. <laughs> you get a statue in the United States Capitol. We'll find you. We'll get you off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Coming to number one this week on the hot list. Two Funny or Die vets are making a satirical comedy about Christian movies. <laughs> the duo of director uh, Vincent Mescal and writer Luke Barnett both worked on Funny or Die projects before launching their own production company called Lone Suspect. According to The Hollywood Reporter this week, the movie centers on, quote, two idiot friends who realize that all faith-based films make buckets of cash and then set out on a mission to make one such movie of their own. The duo has satirized genres of movies before. The first project was festival darling Fear, Inc., a horror send-up. So I'm sure this is going to be done respectfully and nuanced. <laughs> It'll be a very nuanced take. On <laughs> no, that, that, that. it's kind of an overkill right there. It's like, guys, you're going to make a satirical film about about something Christian that's movies? already. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I think their problem is going to be the problem that Veep is having right now because Veep is supposed to yes, be a satirical look at politics, and you can't lampoon something that is so surreal right now. You it's know, what I mean? you can't surreal. go more. Yeah. Interesting. If I was them, I would say, you know what? Your, your satire has actually landed on a pretty solid business idea. Why don't I just make the Christian movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're Christ- if you made a Christian movie, you'd probably make more money than your spoof of a Christian it movie. So definitely make more money. Like they're, they're the subject. They're, they're not wrong. So yes. I would say if they're listening to this, guys, just, just, just take go the meta full. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah take the and commentary you know out of it and just do one. I am going to even... I am going to give the market for that movie, the Christian movie, 
a little bit of leeway and a little bit of slack. I'm going to say that that market has a level of self-awareness. It knows that like there's not a revival happening. You're just making movies that we like. And I want to go to the movies and see movies I like. Mm, you know what I'm saying? So? It's like I, I, I want to believe that, that they're just oh, like. I don't know, man. It's like, no, I want to see wholesome movies and movies that don't got cussing and that acknowledge my faith. I want to see that. I'm not saying this is good. I'm not saying these are the best movies ever. I'm just saying when I go to movies, I want to have the option. So I know you you're think, making fun of us. Do you, do you think they would go then to see this movie and be like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty accurate. No. That, that was funny. Uh, I don't think. Now, that's another thing. I don't think they, that that market would have the ability to find yeah. that funny. Right. I agree with that. They would say that they're being persecuted, persecuted. By, by Hollywood. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, that wraps up. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, Hillsong United joins us. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode of The Relevant Podcast. Hey, while you're on your podcast apps, go check out our two newest shows. Uh, Every weekday, we do a 10-minute recap of what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. It's called Relevant Daily. Uh, Tyler Huckabee uh, brings the latest buzz news that's happening in the world that we cover. Also, every other week, I have a long-form conversation podcast called Unedited with Cameron Strang. Our, my current guest is Jamie Torkowski. We talk about mental health. We talk about his story and uh, what they're doing with his organization to write love in arms. It's awesome. You don't want to miss it. Go check them out wherever you get your podcasts, Relevant Daily and Unedited. You're listening to SZA, The Weeknd, and Travis Scott. It is Power is Power from the uh, Game of Thrones soundtrack. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Cage the Elephant with social cues, which Chandler doesn't get. <laughs> well, today, Hillsong United just released their brand new album, People. And this week, they kick off a massive world tour. Uh, we recently spoke with singers Joel Houston and Taya about the album and why it's a return to their high-energy live worship roots. Uh, Jesse, you recently talked to them. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, so I got a chance to talk to both Joel and Taya about uh, this album and kind of like why this album is really kind of a return to their roots. You know, they have done, but prior to this, a lot of studio albums, but this one's live. And there's definitely this really um, passionate energy that feels like you're listening to like an old school United album. And I talked to him about why they wanted to kind of take it back to those roots. Since the first time that we got to introduce some of the new songs. We were, um, we were just at one of our team nights, which is a local gathering of all the creatives um, within our church, you know, artists, dancers, graphic designers, um, singers, musos, and, and Joel was kind of, you know, it was a time to teach um, people with the new songs and kind of just chat a little bit about it. And I was never involved, you know, with United from the very start. But the weird thing is I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's just so raw. It's unpolished. It's very real. And um, and I was like, this we're going back to the roots of you know United and, and back to what it was about. And um, and it just felt I don't know how to say it, but just like so real and like healthy. <laughs> is that weird to say? It just felt like it was just like ah, oh, this is going to be so much fun. And as soon as we did one of the one of the first songs, which was Good Grace and you know, Joel affectionately called it the hug song. Um, you know, just reading reading the lyrics of like, you know, what it is. People come together, you know, strangers, neighbors, but we, our blood is one and and we could be coming from every different place, but the one thing that unifies us is Jesus and, and who he is and what he has done for every single one of us, no matter where we come from. And 
we started singing this song and I just was getting so excited. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, going to do the weirdest, funnest dance to this because I don't even care. Like, yeah, you know, it was just, it was a really special moment. And the fun thing is, like, it hasn't stopped from there. Like, when we went to record it, it, it felt just as raw and special and, you know, it's exactly, you know, people, people uniting um, in a really sweet way. Yeah, I, I really like those thoughts because it's such an it's such like I feel like a healthy perspective, you know, is really focusing mm-hmm. on on, you know, God and the purpose of worship and experiencing him. I think it's easy for any artist, especially when an artist as big as Hillsong to lose that perspective. But it's but I really like that that was kind of going into it was raw, unpolished. Let's go back to the beginning and just, you know, see what worship is as an experience with God. And isn't that a more, for, for me at least, a, a better listening experience for a worship album to get a little a little less polish uh, and just a little more of, of the, the feel of being at a live worship event when you're listening yeah. to something like a Hillsong album? I, I, I totally agree with the creative direction that they took for people. Yeah. And, and so when I talked to Joel actually about the, you know, the album's called People, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the the core idea of the album is this like kind of corporate communal thing. And what's interesting, his perspective too is like this isn't just about United. This is about the church. You know, you might it might have their legacy might be a small contribution to something much much bigger. And he wanted that to be the focus and hopefully kind of inspire other people. Um, and you know, that maybe even like the next generation of kind of worship leaders to, to kind of carry the torch here. Here's what Mm -hmm. he had to say about that. You know, the hope was that we could just open people's eyes, um, to see what they might be able to do because, you know, my hope is in the future that, you know, the greatest creativity, um, continues to kind of be birthed and curated and cultivated and, um, you know, sent from the church uh, on behalf of a greater story. And and when I say the church, I mean the big church, um, the kingdom. And yeah, I, I believe we're seeing it. You know, I believe, I believe even now we just don't necessarily know that, you know, some of these films and some of these, um, the stories and some of these things that are affecting culture in such an amazing way that, um, you know, they've come from, a, they've been birthed, I, you know, I believe out of the community and, um, of, of God and, uh, and that God's breathing on it. Yeah. I, I really like that, you know, sentiment that this is, mm-hmm. this is about something bigger than just the band. This is really kind of a community and churchwide thing. And I think it, it speaks to Hillsong's really unique in this in trying to set this uh, what they do up as being something bigger than just them. That that's why they've started these other Hillsong kind of offshoots for a younger generation. They're they're really intent in a really meaningful, uh, substantive way on making sure that what they're creating transcends just their band. Yeah. And and he even kind of said that with this album, you know, keep it simple. Keep this about Mm -hmm. worship and devotion to God and to equipping the church to have, you know, these experiences through the gifts that they've been given, which is their songwriting and music. And don't let things get overcomplicated. Here's what Joel had to say about that. I've always just tried to keep it simple, like big vision, big eyes on the future, uh, big hopes and dreams for sure. But um, also just focusing on on the things that you can control, which is like the relationships we have amongst each other. And I guess the the big hope for United in the future is that um, we find a means for it to kind of open up um, opportunity for others um, in the same space. Um, and, and what, what I mean by that is that, um, it's not limited to certainly not me or, or just the few people who kind of represent it now, but that, um, it could become something that is more embraceive of a whole lot of other people. And, and, um, you know, I believe that the people are, are the great resource of God on the earth, um, it's who he is invested everything into and, and the body and what that represents, you know, not just in the arts or in music or worship or, or anything, but just in, in life in general. Um, that's, that's the hope is that somehow what United becomes continues to kind of be something that um, is the, I guess it, it's, it's bigger than the sum of its parts because it's, 
it's it's mm. what the name says. It's it's a whole bunch of people kind of coming together with a similar focus and desire um, to to bring good news into the world. However, however, God calls us or gives us opportunity to do that, and um, whether that's through music or or other mediums, or if that's just um, a, a means of bringing people together, then I think there's something powerful in that. That's the hope. Yeah, it, it really goes back to that idea of you know. Look, the gospel at the end of the day, it's easy to, to make it complicated, but at the end of the day, it's it's pretty simple, you know? And mm-hmm. that's what I kind of mm-hmm. appreciate about their thoughts and what they kind of put into this album. And I think they have to think that way when you create worship, right? You don't have a whole lot of time to to overthink or get to... Uh, you, you can't get too caught up in petty little like theological squabbles when you're writing the sorts of music, the sort of music that Hillsong writes, they have to boil it down to the essence. What's going to unify the global body of believers. Yeah. And what's interesting is I actually talked to Joel and Taya separately, you know, a couple of weeks apart actually. And, uh, you know, how they were both kind of in lockstep when, when, you know, to ask what their hopes are for this album, you know, because I talked to Taya too. I wanted to get her thoughts. You know, I, I think, Joel was pretty clear that he hopes this is something that, you know, not only kind of equips the the church to think about the, the, the gospel, but also, you know, inspires people to go out and, um, you know, claim it in, in the ways that they feel called. And Taya said, you know, basically a version of that, that this is about, you know, remembering what it's like when you first encounter that me- the gospel message like mm-hmm. what you know mm-hmm. how powerful that first encounter and that idea of salvation is and go, you know when she talks about going back to the roots she tends to talk about musically she's really talking about the the roots of you know the people's faith and here's what she had to say honestly i would hope that people would be they'd be brought back to that first time that they got saved and they experienced the joy of the Lord and the fact that God is with them, I would hope that they would be brought back to that. Because, you know, it's like that, um, there's this youthfulness of heart, but there's also this willingness to believe that God can do anything because you just, you just like, you know, you've just asked Jesus into your heart and you're just like so enamored by that. And there's a, a pureness and a sweetness and, it's kind of like, you know, eyes wide open, your, your face eyes, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, Jesus loves me. No matter what, like, everything that I've done wrong is, like, has been wiped clean. And he goes with me. I have a friend. And then you discover that you have the Holy Spirit, and you discover that he's an ever-present help in times of trouble. And then you discover the Word of God, and you discover that it's truth and that I'm meant to learn how to – um, live my life through this. And it's actually through my everyday, like Romans told, like eating, sleeping, walking around life and place before God as an offering. And then I'm going to learn how to do that. And there's just, um, there's this uncomplicatedness about it. And my hope would, would be that um, people will be reminded of their first love. Mm, I, you know, Tyler, I know, I know, you know, for example, you and I, we've been Christians for a long time, you know, individually, and I can't speak for you, but I know for me, it's easy to let things get complicated and to like faith kind of become this thing that's sometimes kind of heavy. And, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, filters the way you see the world. And it's easy to lose what Tay is talking about there, you know, that idea of, Hey, at the end of the day, remember what it was like when this first became real to you. And I think that's what part of the ministry that uh, what Hillsong has been for me is doing such a good job of capturing that. And, and I, I think that they really can uh, they they capture those emotions, that feeling really well. And I know that for for both of us and for for millions of people around the world, that's a, a ministry that they provide is the is rem- helping you remember the the joy and the elation of something that can become very routine. That was Joel Houston and Taya. Make sure to check out Hillsong United's brand new album. It's out today, people. It's called People People. But it's just called people. I mean, then comma to you. I'm addressing you, the audience, as people. Go get the album, people, people. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, feedback.
children in every country who are struggling, suffering, and sometimes dying from not having basic resources for their health, education, and more. Because International believes their products can change that. Innovative products like a shoe that expands five sizes and pop-up mosquito nets can help kids be healthier, attend school more often, and be more confident. Learn more at becauseinternational.org slash podcast. You're listening to The Beaches. The song is Snake Tongue, which is what my parents call Chandler. <laughs> wow. Which is ironically the gigantic uh, back piece that uh, Joel Houston got. It's the snake tongue wrapping around the words Jesus culture forever. It's it was all new. <laughs> it was also one of Doctor Doctor Tolkien's less known experiments. Yes. <laughs> that did not inspire. That did not inspire any great literature, but, but it is. But it is very impressive and and very disturbing. Once once again, I'll never forget the screams of that half man, half goat. Why are you playing God? <laughs> just horrific. Just two uninterrupted hours of that. Again, I don't know why the family has such an issue with this. It was a bold, creative choice by Fox Searchlight. And my God, it's terrifying. It's horrible. It is. It is. The truth isn't always pretty. The truth isn't always yeah. pretty. And if you've never heard a man scream with the tongue of a snake, I can't say that I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, well it's time for your feedback last week we asked you, you what your most embarrassing work-related story was you guys hit us up on twitter at relevant podcast and you posted on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. here's a few of our favorites i love this one from darcy because this plays into a fear that i had if i ever get like pulled over and you're like i watch as you guys know i'm a big fan of live pd it's a it's a show where you watch live interactions with police officers and I'm always afraid of getting pulled over and and they make me do some sort of like field sobriety test because this this is what happened to to, to Darcy. Uh, this is the most embarrassing thing. She worked with she works with dollars. Last week, she uh, a two year old asked her to sing the ABCs. She got all the way to V and for some reason, totally blanked on what came next. <laughs> So she stood there looking at the toddler and said, so do you know what comes after V? Meanwhile, the mom was standing there silently judging her. I feel like worthy of judging. If you're watching toddlers and can't do the ABCs on command, Darcy, I, I, yeah, I think you may be in the wrong profession. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. We've all blanked, though. I mean, we've all blanked, you know, like somebody's name or like just common, you know, whatever. Yeah, it happens, I I guess. I have empathy for Darcy. I don't know how this happened to Pete. Did you guys read this one from Pete? (laughs) During his first year as a full-time pastor, he he hosted a family harvest festival. He hired what he thought was a worship band to play the festival. Come to find out, they were a hardcore metal band. The audience was 60 plus. I think this is because like a lot of worship bands are named like Fire Fall Down or some sort of of, like metal. It could easily have gone metal. Yeah. Oh Dang. my gosh! The firmament. That, that is an epic. That the is an incredible firmament. mistake. That is <laughs> yes. a that is a wild mistake. Yeah, that's funny. But but I would I, like I, Pete I, to call. I would like if Pete, Pete, if you want to call in and tell us a little more about how this happened, I would be curious in hearing the full story. Be, because the other thing, it sounds like you just went with it at that point. Yeah. Like the band's on stage. What are you going to do? They're all loading in. Yes. I can imagine when the when the guy first gets there to start the gig, he's like. Wow. And he just gets off gets out of the car. Hey man, hey, we're here to play. We're the firmament. He's like, uh Hey, you like the roadie? No. Guitar. <laughs> I like I like the firmament. Yeah, that's what so, I'm naming him. Listen, yeah, that sounds about right. I, I could have sworn that Snake Tongue was a worship band. I did not know they are actually a very demonic. They are actually those, the exact opposite those, of worship. It's are those two drum pedals? Like, what are you, what are you two drum pedals for? Yeah, well, why do you have two bass drums up there? Why, why do you have a black Ibanez guitar shaped like a battle axe? I'm a little concerned. What is that? I think I think I saw you guys gonna up. do it. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I, 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 
I'm impressed with, uh, I assume this is our friend Kiki Gibbs here, who says, uh, I Pam Beasley this Halloween, was told, quote, everyone dresses up. That right there should have been your first warning. Yes. <laughs> yes <come on>. Everyone <laughs> never mistake. dresses up. That's not a, that's, that's not, no, and no context says everyone dressed up. But she did. She came to work dressed as Finn the Human uh, from Adventure Time, I believe, complete with a sword, but no one else dressed up. <laughs> 200 employees, and Kiki's the only one in a Halloween costume. That's a pretty good work mishap. Hey, you could own that one, though. You could all look at everybody else. That's one of those moments where you could look at everybody else and be like, jokes on y'all. I'm having fun, you friggin'. You gotta lean into it. You gotta lean into that one. You gotta lean. At that point, lean in. Yeah, go, all the go way home with and it. change. No, but, yeah. but yeah. inevitably yeah. what happens is like a very serious like HR meeting that happens that day. And you're like sitting in, uh, across from the man from your manager and you're wearing an insane Halloween costume. There's just the, it, 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 it's just inevitable. I like what uh this is just weird. This is just <laughs> this is just very odd from Grand Ole Aubrey. Like the, I wish this is another one I wish I had more details to this story because mm-hmm. she doesn't tell me what her reaction was. I think I would know what I would do in this situation. But and I also would like to know what's what state this happened in, because she did uh, events. She does events for a radio station. And once her at the state fair, a woman asked if she could spread the ashes of a loved one behind me and to please keep quiet about it. What? Who wants their ashes spread? You can only you can only expect it was a Carney family. It was a family of Carnies, <laughs> and they wanted their ashes at the fair forever. Who else would want their ashes at the state fair? At yeah, the fair unless they like, unless they it was met. like a love that they met there. Yeah, it's like they we met, met here. There. I guess know, that's true. It's such a state cynic. fair in nineteen fifty four. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The old boys just came back from the Great War. I don't know. I don't know when I got into it because she does radio station shows. They just came back at the Great War and at the state fair. I don't know why I broke into that guy. <laughs> I, I, I spent I'm two sleepy. years working at the laboratory of the mad Doctor Tolkien, and I really. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I like this one from Travis. He says he was working at a Starbucks drive through. And then he handed a customer her drink. He tried to say, you're welcome and have a wonderful day. But instead, he looks at her and said, you're wonderful. He said the poor girl drove over the curb looking back at him very confused. That's great. You're wonderful. Can you imagine being on the receiving end of that from Travis? Like, what? Travis had to go to an HR meeting that day. (laughs) And and what made it even more weird is he was in an inappropriate Halloween costume. He he was dressed as a half man, half goat, which made the whole conversation (laughs) more tense. This this one's an interesting one. Ryan Ryan says his most embarrassing moment was in a serious meeting with the new boss at church and they were all huddled around her and ryan says he accidentally farted and it was right <laughs> he says and he says i don't fart in front of anyone even my wife first of all ryan let it go what a gentleman that's not a good flex it takes bro a turn. yeah it takes a turn what, what is this the roaring 20s it's fine ryan <laughs> everyone has a it's human okay. body you're married Unless, yeah. unless yeah. you Donald work, Trump's president, man, you can find hey, maybe, they have, maybe they have healthy boundaries. You know, maybe they're just like, you know, what? this I, is I a line guess. we're not going to cross as a couple. That's, you know? That is decidedly and objectively unhealthy. Oh, okay. That you yeah. have to hold in farts and you're married. Sorry. Yeah. You, you, but this I'll is where that. here's what I'll say for consolation. Okay. Every human on this planet. Bar you haven't been experimented on by the crazy Dr. <laughs> Tolkien right. operates the same way. There's no shame there. Otherwise, you're going to be half animal. And that's even yeah. worse. So anyway. And that's what shame. I want to because he goes on to say then one of my team. Ryan says one of my teammates said, seriously, come on. You can't call it out. Like that's when it becomes weird. <laughs> hey, this man. guy. So he farts in a meeting, serious meeting with the new boss. So that's so that's like that's a little bit embarrassing. But then for another teammate to like vocally express disapproval of it, but this is this this isn't this isn't communist Cuba. People are allowed to fart in public. (laughs) (laughs) This is another church one uh, where. <laughs> this is salacious, but this I'm guessing this was a long time ago because this is back in the day when they had when like the projectors were like the thing, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, sure. Like the yeah. rear projectors. So it's not, it wasn't like a front projector. They still do those. Yeah. You're talking about the, the big ones that were like behind the wall at the church, yeah. projecting to the rear of the screen. Yeah, and, and yeah. yeah, like the the lyrics of the songs. 
So Sam says it was his first baptism Sunday at his very first church job. My job was to direct people where they go after dunked, after they were dunked to change and be on their way. And it seems like a lot of people getting baptized. They got all these people. But anyway, the changing rooms were full. So I opened an unmarked door behind the stage in the sanctuary and ushered an innocent, soaked, towel wrapped parishioner in to change into dry clothes. After a few minutes, pale faced church staff members swooped in to inform me that I had let the person uh i had let the person into the projector room <laughs> and the entire sanctuary could see the silhouette of them changing into the dry clothes uh, by oh the time God. it was too by that time it was too late as the door opened all i could do was smile and say congratulations <laughs> <laughs> your soul has been made clean and everyone here has seen you naked so oh <laughs> your silhouette silhouette yeah. in my mind it's like a james bond yeah like the silhouette situation yeah, yeah. Well, well there's a lot more where those came from you guys have been embarrassed a lot and we appreciate you sharing them with us if you want to read yes. them go check out the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com okay it's time for this week's editorial question of the week hey. all right this is different this is different than our normal it's gonna be a weird one it's early on the west coast normally <laughs> on the question of the week we want you to tell us stories about yourself pretty much that's usually what we ask you yeah um this one we're going a little different uh, earlier and it's been throughout the show we were talking about the new tolkien biopic that's coming out and it's completely unauthorized because Fox Searchlight clearly did not want the family to to see it before Tyler Huckabee and the public yes. uh, did. Uh, and it's because it touched on uh, the era of J.R.R. Tolkien's life before Lord of the Rings and, and then alludes to the fact that you will kind of learn the surprising story of what happened to him that inspired yes. the great writing that was to be to come. Right. Yeah. Yes. So we haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen I, it. I and so we want you to tell us what your theories are about what happened to J.R.R. Tolkien <laughs> that inspired the mystical fantasy of Lord of the Rings and his What is his mind. fictional backstory? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and what, what is the actual occurrence that happened that the family's trying to keep cover up <laughs> they do and not keep want out the of the public knowledge? Yeah, exactly. This is, this is purely satirical. Our lawyers are, are looking at me. They're, they're waving their hands. They're saying, stop, stop, stop. It's too late. It's, it's committed late. to the, it's on the podcast. And I now. will say this i said that i saw the film and it it was a bizarre human animal surgical scene that could have just been something i stumbled on on the dark web and presumed was the tolkien biopic for reasons i'm not quite clear on now, so yeah, i just want yes. to keep my bases clear yes so what are your We're theories of uh, what happened in young J.R. tolkien's life that inspired <laughs> his hot. visions for the uh, mysterious world of fantastical world of Lord of the Rings that came later. Yeah. Uh, hit yeah. us up on Twitter at relevant podcast or for your longer theories type, uh, type them all out in the, on the podcast section uh, on the episode page at relevant magazine.com. We will read the our very favorites high concept next week. Very high concept. Week. I like yeah. it. I yeah. like it this is good. And make sure to send in your feedback before you go see the actual movie. Because, yeah, it's not funny then. Yeah, yeah we, we don't, don't care about the actual movie. We don't care about yeah. facts here. <laughs> yeah. No, because your facts because and your tr truth. We're in the we're in the no spin zone here in the relevant. <laughs> podcast. I will actually say if you see the movie beforehand, then this is in, in a very poor taste because a lot of the Tolkien family tragically dies in the film. So anyway, <laughs> please don't see it. It would be incredibly ignorance, poor taste. Ignorance is bliss. We don't want to be confused with facts. <laughs> yes. With our fantastical <laughs> theories. Okay. Uh, on that note, we'll wrap things up. Many thanks to World Vision for making the episode possible. Remember to go to worldvision6k.org to find out more about the Global 6K for Water happening on May 4th. And if you want to uh, run here in Orlando, go to worldvision6k.org slash relevant. Uh, we're hoping that not too many of you do that. Uh, come to Orlando. <laughs> I think how, What was the count that I saw recently? Like 75 people are <laughs> traveling in. Is like, wait, that's too many. Oh boy, it's going to be a fun day. Yeah. May 4th, yeah. join us. Uh, also, uh, thanks to Hillsong United for joining us. Make sure to go check out their new album, People. People, it's out today. Uh, you won't be disappointed. It's awesome. And check them out on their uh, national tour that's kicking off. They're, they're canvassing everything. In the tour culminates, it wraps up at Madison Square Garden in New York um, later this summer. Dope. It's going to be awesome. They're yeah. fill, dude, they're filling arenas around the country. Arenas, it Doug. Yeah. It's awesome. It's not, it's not big churches. It's arenas. I mean, they are yeah. booking arenas. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, hey, if you like the podcast, make sure to uh, rate it and leave a review wherever you get your 
podcasts, especially Apple Apple uh, Podcasts. It helps uh, the show's ranking and helps more people discover it. We appreciate the feedback. Also, like I mentioned earlier, check out our other podcast, Relevant Daily, un- unedited while you're there. And if you don't get the magazine, now's a great time to do it. Our brand new issue is releasing right now. Uh, we'll tell you more about it on the next podcast. Uh, Hillsong United is on the cover, and it is chock full of more A-list conversations than we've ever had in an issue of Relevant. You don't True. want to miss it. Go to relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe right now. There's a great deal going on, and uh, you will get this uh, issue included with your subscription. Issue 99. Crazy. We will yeah. tell you more about it next week. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Propaganda. Have a good weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com and while you're there browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store make sure to subscribe to relevant magazine info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe Those goat screams will haunt me forever. Relevant Podcast Network.